Welcome. Welcome to A Resonant Life, produced by The Time Is Now Productions. I am Mike Thompson, your host and reflector in chief. Over the next 20 to 30 minutes, we will discuss experiences and insights about living a life devoted to uncovering our authentic selves and finding fulfilling purpose from the past, the present, and the future. To kick off our discussion, I'll share my opinions gathered from my life and experiences. Opinions between people are various, and we don't all need to hold the same ones. But it is fun to hear the opinions of others as it gives us an opportunity to freshen up our own. If you enjoy and gain insight, please subscribe and share. If you have questions, please email them. And as always, nothing we cover here is a proscription or a prescription. It is a discussion of life and life's internal and external experiences. So let's get to it. Welcome. Welcome back. And thank you for joining. Whether you're listening to this as a podcast or watching on YouTube, I'm grateful and I'm thrilled that you're taking the time to join with me on this project of uncovering our authentic selves and creating abiding happiness in our world. What we do, what we think, what we say, what we wish and hope for, all of these do indeed impact this world we share. So let's all work to make it a positive impact. And continuing that thought, in the past month, I visited family, traveled with my husband, and, and been doing lots of things that are out of the normal routine of my days and weeks. And it, it's been fun and fulfilling and exciting but I noticed something that really, really made me pause, pause, step back, and take stock. It was most evident when I was visiting my family. Words. My words, specifically, as those are the only words I can control. The, the words that were coming out of my mouth often they were kind of negative and scolding and uh, judgy. And the more I listened to myself, the more frustrated and, and disappointed I felt in myself. Words should uplift, right? Especially when working to live a resonant life, working to be altruistic working and striving to be a person others rely upon, that others miss. My words should be kind, supportive, uplifting, loving. <laughs> but what was often coming out of my mouth wasn't any of that, at least to, to my ear and mind. My words to my husband often started with, I already told you, or... I thought we agreed, dot, 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 yikes, so, mm. and the frustration, 
and disappointment I felt in myself, it, it, it kind of fed upon itself, I guess. I began to feel overall kind of, kind of impatient and irritable. Not just isolated instances, but kind of globally, more so. And, and I didn't feel I had the ability to change those feelings, to, to control them, to sort of reset and realign. And this led me to having quarrels with my husband and to just having a bit of a sour taste in my mouth. I, I was really, really struggling with people, struggling with loved ones, people I cherish, and struggling to adjust to situations that maybe weren't going according to plan. I always try to be accepting of what is and what comes and what is happening, but that accepting things as they are mindset seemed, at this time, out of reach somehow. Now, a couple of weeks have passed, and we're back home and back in that, that home routine, but I still am working on those experiences trying to find the why, the cause, the source of my negativity. And finding that, hopefully, I will be uncovering the antidote, the conscious actions I can take now and in the future to, to better adjust when I find myself in similar situations. And, and I'll share what I've come up with and what I think I understand from all that. Well, actually, we're going to work on that here and now in real time. But first, I want to zoom in and focus on words, becoming more conscious of words, how we use them, what words we use, what our minds are doing when when we are choosing words. This is something I feel is very important to be intentional about and, and can be a tool to use in our endeavor of uncovering our authentic selves. And it will hopefully shine some light on my recent struggles. In Buddhism, mantras are a powerful meditation tool and a form of prayer. Mantras are words, relatively, you know, short strings of words repeated over and over, meditatively, often with visualizations. And these words are often in Sanskrit. But they, they can also be in other languages of Buddhism, Pali, Chinese, Japanese, Korean, yeah, and now English and other Western languages too. Spells and incantations, they're, they're similar to mantras. They are, they're words of power spoken to invoke or create or ward and protect. Words in and of themselves are the building blocks of verbal and written communication. Whichever mode they're used in, communication, meditation, mantra, spell, or incantation, they're used to create outcomes at the most basic level. 
Outcomes might be simple communication of details or facts, or creating happiness, or to correct or scold, to praise, to share ideas, impressions. Words can be used to create art, such as poetry, novels. It goes on and on. Words. Words in all their manifestations and forms are fundamental to our relationships to each other and to the world. When, when we stop to think about it, uh, words are fundamental to living in, in, in relationship with each other. Even more, they're fundamental to, to thinking, to feeling, to existing. Even if you have no one to talk to, your mind is still churning out words in the form of thoughts. Words are, are mental processes coursing through our minds as, as, as blood courses through our veins. They're the stuff of life and consciousness. Words are one of the characteristics that set humans apart from animals. They, they are the foundation of society and culture, of shared values. They can create peace and reconciliation. But they can also cause conflict, destruction, death. We can create happiness or we can create pain and sorrow with our words. They are indeed powerful. It is breathtaking when we think about it, how powerful words are, what they can do. And appreciating their power and, and what they can do for good or ill leads us naturally to consider how they should be wielded, how we should wield them in our lives, how they can be used in our mission to uncover and discover our authentic selves, how they can be used to fuel and forward our altruistic efforts to be of help to others. Before we go down that path, though, I think we can agree that, that sometimes we do need to scold and admonish, especially parents of children, for example. And sometimes we need to provide feedback that is not positive, like in job situations. Sometimes we may need to use words to raise alarm or get attention or distract from danger. So, so as we discuss from now on, the positive, conscious, and intentional use of words, we understand that sometimes we need to be, yeah, I don't know, um, harsh, blunt, frank. So we'll follow up on, on this in a minute, but I wanted to kind of put that out there as a little bit of a caveat. Okay, so here we are. We realize and understand the power of words. We have an appreciation for just how powerful they are. And, and we are on a path of discovery, a path to uncover and discover the enlightened self, our authentic selves. At the very least, we're on a path to create happiness for ourselves and others, abiding happiness. To fulfill this, to embody and emanate this, we need to use words that uplift words of care, 
words of compassion, words of empathy, help, and support, words that encourage, that reward, that motivate. The words that were spilling out of my mouth during the last month while traveling, visiting family and such, were not those, were not those kind of words. At least some of the time. Enough of the time, though, that I really, really struggled with myself and my sense that I want to be a person others can rely upon. But how can anyone rely on me if I'm criticizing them for for no good reason? Or, Or how can anyone rely upon me when I'm expressing irritation and frustration and impatience for no real good reason? Am I being hard on myself? We all get irritated, right? We all get impatient. We all get frustrated. This is as normal as sunset will follow sunrise. Am I being hard on myself? Well, well, yes and no, I guess. Remember, remember spiritual cues? We've talked about them almost every episode. When we stop in the middle of a negative reaction or emotion and we stop and we reflect, we recalibrate, refocus, and reframe. To use, we use the negative emotion and our negative mindset to understand what our ego wants and is doing. And then we sort of override it to be altruistic and positive. We overwrite the negativity with positivity, conscious, active positivity. That's the practice of using spiritual cues. Well, during during the time that I'm talking about, I tried to kick into spiritual cue mode. I tried to step back, but I couldn't. I just struggled and remained negative. My, my spiritual cue mind hack was just not working. It was almost as if that part of my mind was on vacation too, right? Checked out. So over over the intervening weeks, I've made some apologies about how I spoke and such. And like I mentioned, things seem to be normal for me again. But here I am. I am still dwelling on this and trying to get to the bottom of it. So so next time I will do better. I don't want to be in that situation again where I, it's okay to be negative, right? But to not be able to get control of it, to not be able to recalibrate, that mm, really frustrated me. And so I started thinking about and mulling over the power of words. That's kind of the step I took. The next step I've taken in this mulling process has been to to commit to intentionally, as much as possible, only use words that uplift, words that, that help, words that support, encourage, care, and and show love and affection. This is great, but I still catch myself starting some sentences with, I already told you, blah, 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 blah. So my intentionality doesn't seem to be working, but at least I'm conscious of my slips, mostly. 
So there's progress, I guess, right? So, so maybe you see the path forward. I, I honestly don't yet in this moment. But, but I hope by the end of this episode, I hope we will have uncovered it. I do hope that. So one of my processes um, is to take things apart, so to speak, right? You've seen me do it. So let's, let's try that. Why would I use words that diminish others? My ego, right? My ego wants some outcome or something. And, and diminishing others somehow increases my chances to secure that outcome or get control. Or at least that's my ego's rationality, right? Okay. And, and you know what? That's ugly. That's ugly. But really, it's kind of true. Okay. When I'm frustrated, irritated, or impatient, what is going on with my breathing? It's shallow. It's shallow and fast. So, so that means my brain's fight or flight mechanism is kicking in. When that's happening, often we're wanting things our way. That again, that again is ego, ego asserting itself over not only my altruistic aspirations, but it's attempting to assert itself over the whole situation I'm in and the people around me. Does this ring any bells with you? If you if you think consciously about what is what is going on when you're impatient, frustrated, or angry, do you also notice your 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 shallow, fast breathing? Maybe a flush in your face. I I always have a flush in my face, but maybe it gets more flushy. Oh oh, and there was another element too. I I wasn't feeling great physically. Jet, jet lag is always a struggle for me. So there's that too. And, and our, egos are, are, our egos are clever. Oh, clever, clever, clever. They take every advantage of our weaknesses to assert themselves and return us to survival mode from altruism mode. And thinking, thinking about it more, there, there was yet another contributing factor. I mentioned earlier about my routine being disrupted during our travels. And it wasn't, it wasn't just my generic routine, you know, waking up at a certain time, eating at a certain time, going to bed at a certain time, doing this kind of the same things in the middle of all that. Part of my routine that was also interrupted, it was my daily practice, the touchstones of how I start and end my day. While traveling, I, I had not been doing my morning meditation and usual chanting. And those routines, they are so critical to me. So there it is, jet lagged, out of routine, not doing my practice, definitely not on my game. So here's an image that might be helpful comparing the power of our ego to our intentional efforts. Our intentional efforts to be altruistic-minded altruistically centered and to, 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 to be altruistic actors. It's like, it's like building a beautiful and elaborate sandcastle at the beach. Our, our ego, though, is like the ocean's tide, the waves and the wind. Huge forces that can so easily sweep our work away if we're not tending to it. Poof, there goes the sandcastle. By the waves, by the tide, by the wind. And so... The tide took my sandcastle when I broke my routine. 
And so I guess I, I let loose the reins of my ego. If I can use another metaphor, multiple metaphors today, sorry. Okay, so where are we? Um, I struggled. We've, we've uncovered some of the reasons why I was struggling, why I couldn't engage the spiritual and mental tools I usually use. And we've gone over how my ego seems to have grabbed hold of the opportunity. And that opportunity was made through a combination of jet lag, not following my daily routine of meditation, and things not always going the way I wanted them to. And that was a perfect storm. So, huh, do you know what I'm feeling now? At this moment, after going through this with you, thinking about it, taking it apart, looking at it, I'm, I'm feeling profoundly grateful. I'm not, I'm not just grateful for you listening and doing the work with me. I'm also feeling grateful for the experience, for, for everything that contributed to me essentially faltering in my intention and spiritual goals. I'm grateful for failing. <laughs> I'm grateful for failing. What? What? Say that again, right? I'm grateful for failing. Well, uh, failure is how we learn. If we own it, use it, and value it, right? We have to own it, use it, and value it. Failure is how we polish the gunk of negative karma from the perfect gem of our authentic selves, if we accept it. Failure is how we move forward better, stronger, more confidently, if we learn from it. Failure is a step on the stairway to enlightenment if we keep going without faltering, stopping, or turning around. And I'm, I'm grateful for your joining me to go through this and to uncover the path forward, the antidote to this in the future. So, okay, let's cycle back to words, where we started. The power of words and their ability to hurt or to lift up, right? I see, I see now how I could have subdued or tamed my ego in those situations. It, it might not have been easy, and I might still have failed, but instead of being kind of nasty, I will have used uplifting words to counteract the harmful words. And... Although I might still have felt beleaguered and frustrated and impatient, I might have avoided hurting those I love and cherish. How? Well, take, for example, mantras. We repeat mantras out loud or, or in our minds silently to fill our minds with the singular meaning of those mantras. This helps to keep out, or at least keep at bay, negative thoughts, selfish thoughts, ego-driven thoughts. It helps us to turn our minds to altruism, to shifting into the gears of being a person others rely upon. Okay, what mantras should we use? 
And that is entirely up to you, entirely up to the individual. For me, as a Shinyo Buddhist, I use the mantra, Namu Shinyo. Namu Shinyo, Namu Shinyo, Namu Shinyo. Repeated in my mind. This mantra essentially means, become one with my true nature. Or, essentially, we can say, be my authentic self. The self that is altruistic and that acts to create peace in our world. From those nearest to me to those furthest. Without distinction or condition. Namushinyo. For some people, maybe simply repeating, I love you over and over in your minds when you're bothered or frustrated by someone. I love you. I love you. I love you. This pushes aside the ego's desire to correct, to dominate, to punish, to scold. Whatever that ego is trying to do, I love you. I love you. Consciously, intentionally, love and the aspiration to love, to manifest love, to be loving, trumps all negativity our minds can generate. But it does take intentionality, determination, will. And of course, with our mantras, we must breathe deeply, deeply from the root of our spine. Okay, I'm ready for the next time. I've, I've still got so much work to do to uncover my authentic self, but that work is a joy and a project I will not give up, especially as I've got you to work on it with me. Okay? Use your mantras. So, that, so that's it. That's all for this episode. We kind of brought it full circle. Thank you for your indulgence and letting me share my struggles and then working through them with me. Let's commit to using only words that uplift and that share love and compassion. Even in those situations when we must criticize or scold with love behind those critical and scolding words that are necessary, with love behind them, all the words will be incantations of help, spells of generosity, and mantras of healing. What an amazing power that is. What an amazing power we have to use for good. Thank you. Thank you for joining today. If you enjoyed what you heard here and want to hear more, please subscribe and share. If you'd like to share your own experience, thoughts, or ask a question, please send an email to mike at resonant.social. Theme music is courtesy of Stock Audios, distributed by Pixabay. A Resonant Life is from the Time Is Now Productions. Your support in all its many forms is deeply appreciated.
Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more, please subscribe and share. If you'd like to share your own experience, thoughts, or ask a question, please send an email to mike at resonant.social. With gratitude, theme music is courtesy of Stock Audios, distributed by Pixabay. A Resident Life is a podcast from the Time Is Now Productions.